0: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about a handful of things. Uh, All of them are going to be in the context of fat loss and different types of strategies uh, that uh, people can use to pursue fat loss or the things that I see in the space at least, things that I've worked on with clients and, and also stuff that I have done and am going to do myself. And this, uh, this podcast is not necessarily going to go into the nitty gritty um, uh, in terms of like uh, forms of restriction that result in fat loss. But just like the, uh, um, the concept of mini cuts, regular, like normal calorie deficits, more long, like drawn out small deficits, uh, just, just more so to do with like the overarching concept of like fat loss phases and when some of these things could be appropriate, my thoughts on them, and then like practical recommendations or just things that come to mind as I talk about these things. And uh, I, I mentioned that these are things that I have done or I'm going to do, and that was kind of the inspiration for this podcast as a whole. Uh, just to give an update, I have uh, officially ended like my, uh, surplus or my, my bulking phase, I guess you could say, uh, 18 months eating in a calorie surplus, um, or at, at least at maintenance gaining, I think I ended at like 30 to 33 pounds of total body weight that was gained over that 18 month stretch. And now I am changing up my, you know, uh, eating pattern, changing my calories. I will talk about that later on. Not that important, um, But it brought up this idea of like, hey, I'm going to try something different um, compared to what I did last time. And again, I'll go into some of those details later in this episode. But it it just brought up a lot of these other things that I've seen in the space that I haven't really talked about on the podcast before. Stuff that I've worked with clients uh, with and, and things that I see in the space and uh, I just, I kind of want to talk about the different situations that people can find themselves in, and again, the goal of this podcast is for you to just be more intentional, make more informed decisions for yourself, and uh, just let you know that there's not only one way to do everything all the time, okay? And the first thing, I already mentioned it, uh, first thing I want to talk about here is this concept of a mini cut. Now, I don't, Know if everybody's heard of this before. Uh, I, of course, know it. You know, I see it in the space. Uh, it can be used more so in the context of like uh, stage competitors, like people in uh, physique competitions, um, you know, people who kind of do this shit year round. Um, but I see it in the Gen Pop too. And I've, I've, honestly seen it become maybe a little bit more common, a little bit more talked about and other coaches doing it with their clients. And I just, I want to talk about it and talk about why, quite frankly, they're not my favorite. Okay. But what is a mini cut? A mini cut is just uh, somebody cutting a little bit more aggressively for a shorter period of time, more so while they're in a gain phase or when they're intentionally trying to put on muscle and they're in a surplus. And usually it's done uh, in the context of, of people have gained more than they'd like and they want to do like a short kind of like cut phase or a little mini cut to lose some of the body fat that they've put on in the process of pursuing more muscle. Okay. And um, I say a short period of time usually it's, I would say it's like that three to six ish week period. Uh, we'll use four weeks is just kind of a general starting point, like kind of like a minimum, but also like a maximum that I've seen it being used in, but it, it can be a range of like three to six weeks, maybe more for some people too. Um, but again, it's a, it's a short period of time where you're kind of aggressively cutting calories again, with the intention of trying to lose some body fat within, um, within you, uh, in a surplus, in in however long that's been, if it's been short, if it's been middle at the end. Like doing a mini cut sometimes can give people an opportunity to lose some of the fat that they've put on alongside the muscle that they've they've also put on. Now, why again? I've talked about why you would do that. One of those reasons being you've gained more body fat than you'd like, and you want to stay leaner. Okay, so that's one reason that I've I've seen a lot of people. Like love the idea of doing a mini cut or do that. Um, Another reason is um, improving digestion that can potentially, you know, sometimes happen like digestive issues, people eating a lot of food, eating more food than, you know, what they normally would. Some digestive issues can come alongside that for some people. That wasn't my experience and nor is it super common with the people that I've worked with, but I know it's possible. Um, And then the third one is, and I'm I'm going to again, touch on some of these uh, these things that I'm talking about here. I'm not, I'm not just gonna like say it and then never talk about it again. Um, just listing some of the reasons why people I, uh, why people would do it or why I see people doing this. Um, another option being, or another reason being this like muscle to fat gain ratio that we can see when people are in a surplus. Um, so it's commonly referred to as something called a P ratio. And it's something that uh, I, I think we found was, uh, it was thought to be more uh, important than what it actually is now. It's kind of been debunked, but I just want to uh, bring this up. Um, but there's, uh, you know, there's this uh, P ratio, which is essentially saying that like for every pound of weight you gain when you're in a surplus, um, we want more of that being muscle compared to fat, right? Like, we know when we're we're in a surplus, the intention, if we're lifting and we're trying to build muscle, like, we want as much muscle as possible to come from um, that weight, right? Instead of having it being, like, 50-50 fat and muscle, right? Or more fat than muscle. Usually, we just don't want to be packing on pounds of fat. And uh, this P-ratio, at least it it was believed at one time where... Uh, the leaner you are, uh, the this P-ratio would be better, meaning you would put on more muscle per pound of fat um, when you were in a gain phase or when you were eating in a, in a calorie surplus. And I, we just don't really see this being true. Right? It hasn't really held up. Um, I've seen a handful of things. The Stronger by Science guys, uh, Dr. Mike Israel is uh, a really good, good dude in the space, but there's, there's been some evidence and some things that have kind of debunked this. Um, and we can talk about that here in a little bit, but I just wanted to lay all these things out on the table of like, Hey, these are some of the reasons why somebody would choose to do a, a mini cut in the first place. Um, going back to that first reason, somebody gaining more body fat than muscle like this, this can happen. Um, it can happen, uh, especially if you aren't being super intentional with maybe tracking your food or uh, being more mindful of uh, what the breakdown of your diet is or how many calories are coming in. Because a lot of times people think that like, oh, I'm just going to dirty bulk and get super strong. And, and And then they start to like eat a lot of food and they're lifting. And then before you know it, like, They hate the way they look. They feel fluffier. They don't feel very good because they're just getting a ton more calories in, far more than what they would actually need to optimize muscle growth. Because muscle growth can happen at a relatively small surplus. I mean, we're talking like I don't know, 150 to 300 calories above your maintenance calorie range, where we can see a lot of really awesome muscle growth happen. Uh, and, and a lot of times people can overshoot that, right? And and you can't really expedite this whole like muscle building process. Like just because, you know, your uh, target surplus range is 2,500 calories... Um, and that's you know 300 calories above your maintenance calorie range. Just because you eat 3,000 calories does not mean that you are uh, increasing the amount of muscle that you're gaining every single month. Just because you're eating 500 calories more than you know what the uh, lower amount of that surplus might have been, right? Um, the excess calories, all the excess energy that comes in, is just going to be stored as fat at that point, and that's not what people want, right? And that that to me is a good. Uh, rationale to really be intentional when you are in a surplus, right? Because nobody wants to sit here and gain a bunch of body fat while they're gaining muscle. Like trying to gain weight, trying to gain muscle, can be a hard enough process as it is. And people like, you know, unintentionally gaining a lot more fat could just, it, it could do a lot of harm mentally. Um, but it can, it can also just, uh, make this uh, experience a lot less enjoyable. Okay. So, um, I bring this whole circle back here to like, hey, if you're gaining body fat and you gained it at a rate which you didn't like, insert mini cuts, which is where this philosophy of like, oh yeah, you could just take a four week, you know, uh, calorie deficit or diet break and do do a pretty aggressive cut and you could lose, you know, some fat and then continue on with your surplus after that. All of it sounds logical, right? Like I say that out loud. I'm like, yeah, cool. Hey, like that could make sense. But from a a practicality standpoint and in me just working with people and even me going through this experience myself, like I I thought about doing a mini cut when I was in the midst of my, uh, um, my gain phase. I didn't know how long it was going to last necessarily, but man, you bet your ass at like five, six months, I was like, I don't know, 10 pounds up. I forget how much, but like, you know, you lose, uh, for the people who are lean, who are trying to gain weight, like you, you. ab visibility goes away right you don't look as vascular you don't look as lean like you look a little puffier you don't feel the same like those are some serious thing not serious things but like mentally serious things that can like fuck with you as you're starting to gain weight, right? And so often do I see somebody who really has never intentionally tried to put on muscle, right? Usually this is, uh, we see people who are chronic dieters or they're chronically just trying to stay lean or get lean and they want to put on muscle, but they're afraid to, foot, afraid to put on fat alongside that. So that takes them out of the equation at all in the first place from actually eating in a surplus or actually eating to like try and gain or an optimize muscle growth. And when I see people go through this uh transition phase, where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go through a surplus, I'm gonna spend some time trying to build muscle. Uh, it can just be a scary process, right? And in and, and unfortunately, what happens and what I see happen is when people have this idea of like, I'm gonna do a mini cut, and I'm gonna pre-plan that, is it really never lets somebody fully immerse themselves into um, break this kind of, like, restriction cycle that they've always been in, right? Like, if you think about it, to me, sometimes it could be more telling of a person's, um, um, just someone being afraid of putting on weight, right? Of doing something that is uncomfortable, you know? And again... I'm not talking about a 350-pound person like us trying to put a, put more weight on them, right? Like that's not the person that I'm talking to when I'm talking about this. You know who you are if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, yeah, I've always kind of been lean and I w- want more muscle and I train really hard, but I don't want to eat anymore because I'm afraid to gain some body fat, right? Like if that idea scares the shit out of you, that's kind of the person that I'm talking to right now and especially the people who have taken on the pursuit of more muscle, who have taken on the idea of like I'm going to get in a, in a gain phase right now. To me, a mini-cut is just a cop-out from you doing what you're actually supposed to be doing and doing it for a long enough period of time for you to see really good results. Because in all reality, a lot of times, man, people get into this mindset. We're like, okay, to the first sign of discomfort, I'm just going to do what I, quote-unquote, feel comfortable with and cut again, right? Right to me, that just shows me that you you live more so in a place of restriction and, and you're afraid sometimes to live in a place of, of abundance, right? Or you're, or you're um, mentally not in a place where you're actually appreciating all the really good things that can come from you being in a small per- surplus or not just being in a calorie deficit or thinking you're trying to lose weight year round. And for me, you know, I if this is the person where they gain, you know, hey, three months in and they gain six pounds or seven pounds or whatever, and they get to the place where, oh shit, you know, I haven't seen this number on the scale a lot. So I'm just going to do a mini cut and get back to where I was and then gain from there, man, you're just, you're kind of missing the point here. And you're not really giving this a true shot for, um, man, one for you to get uncomfortable, but alongside you getting uncomfortable comes a lot of, uh, benefits. And for some people, some health benefits too. Um, building more muscle mass, you know, sometimes people who are really lean, man, like maybe they could benefit from getting to a percentage or two percentage or three percentage or more higher percent body fat. Um, and maybe if it's not there forever, but just getting to a place where things are more regulated, they have more energy, they actually eat and feel like they have less food focus and more food freedom. Um, you know, they aren't always in this mindset of like, how can I eat as little as possible? Or how can I stay in this mind of restriction right now? Like there's some really good benefits of somebody eating the bare minimum at maintenance or going into a small surplus over time. And I just, I don't want people to keep flip-flopping back and forth um uh between like okay I'm gaining a little bit then I'm losing cuz you're just going to be hitting the gas going in reverse over and over and over again instead of you dedicating 6 months a year 18 months into like a surplus and you actually getting some really awesome results because of it okay the other reason why the, to me at least it doesn't really make sense is like man if you you have 4 weeks of an aggressive diet within a surplus phase and uh, let's say you lose six pounds, like, man, that's not, that's not just six pounds of fat that's falling off your body. And then you're just going to keep building. And then you're just going to build muscle from there. Um, one, one, it will likely be glycogen water and stomach content that you lose, right? Like we all know that the first few pounds of doing any type of weight loss efforts comes from water. It comes from stomach content it's not all fat in the very beginning. And you going in a four-week aggressive diet, losing, say, six to eight pounds in that four-week stretch or whatever it is, right? Bear with me. Six pounds, five pounds, who knows? Man, half of that weight might be just be water, right? And then what's going to happen when you start to increase calories again? You're going to gain that same water. You're going to gain that same glycogen. You're going to have more stomach content in you, and you're going to see that scale jump up relatively quickly, So I just don't know if it's worth the effort of doing that, especially within the middle of a a bulk phase or in the beginning of a bulk phase, not to mention from an adherence standpoint and not to, you know, not to pick on everybody, but man, most people have a hard time adhering to a regular normal size deficit. Like what's to say that you at seven, 800 calories under your maintenance, like how can, are you going to sustain that? Like, is that realistic for you? Are you going to be able to put four weeks, five consecutive weeks in a row of doing that? Like from an inherent standpoint, it also brings up a laundry list of concerns from my end that again, just make it, um, and not to say that I hate aggressively dieting or anything like that. I think that, there's some compelling uh, research, even especially on people who are overweight or obese, like dieting more aggressively can have some benefits. But man, in general, like in this context of doing a mini cut, it's just, it's probably not in your best interest. Okay. So I just, I don't want, I don't want to give people um, um, this idea that like, oh yeah, I, I start to gain weight. I could just lose it back real quick and then continue picking up where I left off and just gain more weight, man. It's just, it, it's not as black and white as that, and and chances are, man, you're you're just using this mini cut as a cop out to just go back to to what you feel comfortable with and what you normally do, uh, and to me, that takes away and it can delay the progress of you actually sticking to a surplus, being intentional with that, and uh, yeah, just riding the wave that comes with uh, you know being in that type of uh, mindset compared to you always being a restriction. So I digress on that, but yeah. You know, somebody who uh, maybe straight out of the gate, you gain 10 pounds in two months and you're like, holy fuck, like that was out of control. Like I don't, (laughs) I I, I should do a mini cut now just to lose some weight so I can get back kind of to square one and then go from there again. I don't know if a mini cut is always the best answer for that case scenario either. Maybe, maybe you're somebody you're like, okay, shit, I I overshot this or overestimated it. I took a trip and I went overboard and on the weekends, I just kind of ate like a pig and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm way higher than what I projected myself to be this early on man, instead of trying to do a mini cut or aggressively dieting for a few weeks, maybe you just spend some time at maintenance. Maybe, maybe you just spend, you know, a month or two at maintenance and you maintain that weight that you're at. You do some awesome, great body recomposition that can happen at you five, 10 pounds heavier. And then man, maybe at four or five months, you know, that uh, 10 pound weight loss still applies. Right. But, but it it's now stretched over five months or six months, right. Instead of you doing it all in two months. So I would say, you know, from a physiological standpoint, like I, I can't say that that would be harmful. Or if you're somebody that, yeah, gains ten pounds really quickly in two months, then maintain that for two to three, four months, and then you gain ten pounds really quickly again. Like I don't know, I, I don't know if that's the best strategy. But just know that, you know, you don't have to aggressively diet to undo that. Like you can just hang out there, do some nice body recomp, train really hard, eat at your new maintenance calorie range, and then continue on from your surplus from there when you feel comfortable. So. I don't know. I think the the whole like um, you losing some body fat that you put on periodically as you air in your surplus. Man, I just I don't know if that's a good excuse to do a mini cut, and it's not something that I personally recommend. Again, not to say that this is uh, uh, completely black or white, and that the, what I say goes. And you know, there's plenty of coaches out there that can do these things that are successful and and have uh, good experiences with their with themselves and with them client with their clients, but. That's just, uh, it's not really the headspace I'm in and it's not something that I would encourage people to like explore, um, given the context that we've been talking about already. The second reason we kind of mentioned already is, uh, digestive issues. Uh, sometimes people can experience, uh, like if you can imagine you eating maybe five to a thousand more calories than what you normally eat, some digestive issues can come from that, right? Um, just uh, longer, more transient time, maybe more bloating. Uh, maybe you just feeling super full, super often, like you just having some GI discomfort sometimes can be a side effect of eating in a surplus or even in a small surplus. And people using a mini cut to cure this digestive issue situation that people have when they're in a surplus to me also isn't the best answer either, right? Like, Like, you aggressively dieting, to me, like, I just, I don't know if that's the answer um, (laughs) to get you to a place where you're feeling good again, and then you continue to your surplus from there. For me, like, maybe you just spend a day or two at maintenance, right? Like, maybe if you've been eating a lot, and you just feel full and bloated, and you want to give your digestive system a break, and you cut, you know, 100 to 400 calories for a couple day stretch, hell, maybe a week, you spend a week or two at maintenance, um, I think that could be a lot better strategy to give your di- digestive system a break. Um, if you're even having digestive issues, right? Like that wasn't really my experience. Yes. I, I wasn't uh, super hungry. I was full a lot. Um, but man, I wasn't like debilitated or having bad cramps or feeling like crazy bloated or anything after meals when I was eating close ish to 4,000 calories a day. And again, not to say that my experiences is the same for everybody, But man, a lot of people who go into a surplus, especially a small surplus, if we're doing this intelligently, like I just, I'm going to guess that you're not going to have crazy bad digestive issues. And, And maybe you do in the beginning, but maybe they resolve on their own as your body gets used to the same amount of food and the types of foods that you're eating. I just don't know if doing a mini cut is the answer to that. I don't think it is. Um, the other thing I would say is worth mentioning is, man, look at, take a look at your diet too, right? Like there's a chance that your digestive issues could be coming from the fact that you are, again, going back to that first point where you're constantly in this restrictive state. Um, maybe you have a ton of fiber, you have a ton of protein, like you're, you kind of build your plates, you build your day of eating around you being in a deficit in general, or you eating higher volume, lower calorie foods, all things that are great, really good for health, really good for fat loss. But man, you trying to eat, you know, 3,200 calories of chicken, quinoa, and broccoli every day, like it's going to be really fucking difficult. Like maybe that's a time where it's exploring and having different foods that are lower satiety foods, right? Lower in fiber, have higher calorie per serving. Uh, changing your diet could also be a good answer uh, to this digestive issue stuff that can sometime arise when people feel like they're, you know, not having the best digestion when they're in a surplus but I just don't think going into a mini cut is the answer to that either. Okay. Uh, and then again, that last one, uh, improving the P ratio, man, again, there, there was kind of this argument at, at one point where if you're sitting here and you're pretty lean and you're in a gain phase and you're, you know, going into a surplus and you, uh, um, you know, we looked at what is the percentage or what what what's the ratio of muscle to fat that I'm gaining? It was believed that the people who were leaner, who had leaner starting points would on average have a better P ratio or have a better muscle to protein, uh, or sorry, protein to, or sorry, muscle to fat ratio, right? Like gaining a greater percentage of muscle compared to fat when you were in that gain phase. And then if you were at a higher percentage body fat, or if you were um, had more weight on you, more of that would be, you know, uh, not more of it would be fat, but there would be a higher percentage of fat to, um, to uh, muscle ratio. And that's just kind of been debunked. And honestly, uh, I, I think there's a caveat. You know, un- unless unless you are somebody who is uh, relatively really lean, right? Like for males, maybe less than 10%, 9% body fat, Females less than 15, I don't know, 20% body fat. Um, relatively lean, probably have abs. Um, you know, a lot of these people are get on stage, they're physique competitors. Like chances are if you're starting at that weight, like you are going to put on fat quicker than, uh, than uh, muscle. Put on fat quicker at least at a higher rate compared to you being at a 10 to 15% body fat um, as a male. Um, uh, and then a female, like maybe you're above 20 or you're 20, 20, 25%. Where that muscle to fat ratio is more so going to be dependent on the total energy that you're consuming, how many calories you're eating, what the uh, what, what protein you're eating, um, you know how your training also goes into that as well. But man, if you're doing all the right things, man, you just you don't have anything to worry about. And I I, I wouldn't want somebody to use a mini cut as a, as uh, or them thinking that I'm going to have a better P ratio if I do a mini cut. So when I start to gain again. Things are going to be better for me. Like that's just not going to happen. It's just not something that we've seen hold up in the research, and it's not something that I I want anybody to be thinking about. And if I told you this for the first time, forget I even said it. Okay, I don't I don't want you to think that this is this super consequential thing that you have to like take into account when you're trying to go into a surplus. Um, I just wanted to add a little context and some caveats to people who have heard of that, um, and just. <laughs> rest assured, like let you know that that is not something that you should be taking into to consideration or, or justification for you to do a mini cut, you know, midway through your bulk or, um, you know, your gain phase. So cool. Those are, those are, uh, it, when it comes to mini cuts in general, those are the reasons why we see people doing mini cuts in totality. If I had to take a step back and looked at broad picture here, I'm not the biggest fan of mini cuts, again, because I, I, more so to that first point we tried to make, like, man, people, people, of course, will get uncomfortable if they're um, gaining some fat alongside muscle. There's a lot of benefits, again, that come from you eating a little bit more and eating uh, in abundance and you lifting well and having great recovery and maybe getting to a higher body fat percentage and building more muscle, right? Like, in prep for your next fat loss phase. Like, there's just a lot of good things that can come from being in a surplus, And this whole mini cut argument, man, to me, it could just be a distraction again uh, and maybe even delay the progress or the amount of time that you're thinking about being in a surplus, right? And for me, it's just, it's not worth it from a digestive issue standpoint, from a P-ratio standpoint, from people just straight up flipping from surplus to deficit, surplus to deficit back and forth over and over again. And I just don't, I don't think it's a good use of people's time. Now, relating it back to myself, which is, I'm going to relate a few things back to me here. Um, doing a mini cut is something I've, I've never done. And I would be lying if I s- said that I didn't think of this over the last year and a half when I was in my own surplus. Um, to be honest, within that first six months to a year stretch, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe I should do, uh, a, you know, a mini cut or just go into a deficit for, uh, four to six weeks just to lose some of the fat. Um, but I really, I really had an honest conversation with myself and, and, and talked myself out of it because deep down, the reason why I wanted to do that was, was more for like uh, doing what was comfortable for me, doing what I've always done. And it was, uh, it, it was just something that I found that was going to be an excuse to take me away from the thing that I know I wanted to do and that I needed to do, which was actually spending time lifting strong getting over the insecurities that I had of like gaining a little bit of weight or not being super lean and traveling on vacation and not having a fucking six pack or anything. Right. Um, and I'm so fucking happy that I did not do that. Right. Like there were times where maybe I'd spend a week or two or like collectively a month over a two month stretch where I was at maintenance because it was hard to eat that much. Right. And, uh, that just happened to be what my life was conducive to at the time and not eating in a surplus every day. But for the most part, sticking to that maintenance or uh, getting into that surplus and maintaining that for that year, year and a half stretch, it was something that I, um, for my current situation and, and what I wanted to experience and what I wanted to get out of it, it was worth it. And I, I do confidently say that if I did a mini cut, that would have taken away from that. Or I would be sitting here today and I would be thinking, damn, I still have three more months of a surplus, right, because I took that mini cut Um and I'm still maybe not at a, a physique or a muscle mass or whatever it is that I want to be at. So I, uh, I, again, speak for myself. I speak from experience, uh, speak from seeing things happen in the space, but mini cuts to me are not something that are always worth everybody's time. Um, and I realize this is a very long-winded way of talking about the first thing I... Um, uh, have talked about today is uh just these different forms of like getting yourself into a calorie deficit why you would want to do that but usually these mini cuts are in the context of like people in a gain phase or you know gaining muscle intentionally and they they just get a little uncomfortable and they want to just kind of cut and then start from scratch again it's like man i just uh, it's not something that i see as uh something that's valuable or or worth uh worth doing in a lot of different situations okay now, if we compare that to a more normal deficit, which let's say uh, for the people who aren't you know listening or aren't familiar with like, hey, what is a deficit? Or what what, what is a normal deficit compared to a mini cut? Like how, how do the calories change? Whatever. You know, a normal deficit for me would be anywhere from like 300 to 700 calories lower than your maintenance calorie range. Uh, mini cuts may be pushing that six, seven, eight, maybe nine, five. 900 calories below your maintenance, sometimes even more for some people. Again, more of an aggressive dieting approach. A normal deficit where maybe it spans the course of eight weeks or 12 weeks or 16 weeks. Again, there's no like time frame of what's perfect for everybody. Um, but spending time, three to 700 calories uh, um, below your maintenance week to week over time, like that would elicit a very good uh, weight loss response. And we're talking like, Um, half a a percent to 1% um, a week, which 1% being a fuck ton, honestly, like we're talking like two pounds a week, one pound a week for some people, like that's a lot. Um, But man, like being in a normal deficit, having it be uh, a little bit more planned out in the fact that like, hey, it's not this four-week mini cut that we're doing and we're committing to like, hey, the next three months or the next four months, maybe we plan some diet breaks where we we spend a weekend or two at maintenance or we plan around and uh, maybe we have a week of you spending at maintenance where you're not trying to diet and then you're kind of resetting yourself mentally to go and finish your cut from there. Like there's a lot of things that you could do within that normal deficit. But in general, this is kind of the more common route that you see people take when it comes to weight loss and when it comes to coaches putting through, um, uh, people through different fat loss phases. It's normally the strategy that I lean on and the things that, um, a lot of my clients will go through. Um, just because it's, uh, when I say, uh, a little bit more moderate, I I, like it can be as moderate or as extreme or as minimal as you want. But from like a middle ground standpoint, you know, we have mini cuts and then we have normal deficit and then we have kind of what I'm doing that I'm going to talk about in a sec, which is kind of, of a, um, I kind of like a smaller calorie deficit, a more like delayed calorie deficit that is, uh, one to 200 calories less than your maintenance and doing that over time for a longer stretch of time. Again, going back to your normal deficit, some big markers, things that we're looking for I mentioned the three to uh, 700 calorie deficit. Usually that 0.7 to 0.8 grams per pound of um, body weight from a protein standpoint is a good starting point. Ideally, you'll be training three to four days a week, getting eight to 10,000 steps a day. You can sprinkle some cardio in if you want. But that is kind of the uh, fat loss recipe that uh, people can take when they're doing a normal calorie deficit. And in terms of like how long that lasts, man, the deficits usually end when one, you've either lost the weight that you've wanted to lose, and you're at the place you want to be, and you can reverse your calories up and, you know, live happily ever after, whatever. And then the second case scenario is you keep losing weight until the juice really isn't worth the squeeze anymore, which I find happens a lot more than people uh, like to admit, right? Like, like yeah, somebody has this ambitious goal. I want to lose 50 pounds they lose that first 20 or 30 pounds. And then they realize that like, damn, hey, that next 10, that next 20 pounds, it's going to take X amount more weeks. It's going to take more effort, right? Being more intentional. uh, And it's going to give me less of a return on my investment than maybe me in the initial stages of going into a calorie deficit and starting to lose weight. And, you know, for some people, the right answer for them that they come to the conclusion of is like, hey, I'm going to just take a break. I'm going to spend, you know, a few months or a year or six months or whatever it is at maintenance or just getting my other habits in check and training hard. And then I'm going to try and go for the next 10 or 20 pounds here at another date. But going, continuing on just isn't worth it for me right now. Or maybe it's not a good season of your life where your life is conducive to actually making that happen. So those are usually the two scenarios where it's like, yeah, the time frame when somebody asks me like how long should it take to lose weight or what what should I be doing or how long should I plan it out for? Man, it's always going to be individual to you. Um, but those are usually the, the two case scenarios where they're like, "Oh yeah, that's probably what's going to be uh, uh the likely end of your deficit." Is when you've lost all the weight you've been looking for or when the juice isn't worth the squeeze anymore. Um, the the third option sometimes that I see is uh usually when people who again, we're talking about a lean person and, uh, they're losing weight and, uh, they're in a deficit and they think that, yeah, I'm going to get down to this lower body weight and I'm going to look amazing. And I get to show off uh, my body and all this muscle. And they get to a point where it's like, you know, you've lost a certain amount of weight or percentage of weight, but they aren't super happy with what they see. Right. And, and usually it's in those moments where they're like, oh shit, you know, in order to, to look like the way I want to look, I probably need to have 10 or 15 more pounds of muscle on my body. Right. Um, so sometimes people go into a calorie deficit or or a fat loss phase, like this normal approach, um, with the idea that like, I'm going to be really happy with what I see on the other side. And sometimes man, people can get sad because they get to a place where they thought they would be really happy or they thought they'd look the way their favorite influencer looks or whatever it is. And you realize that like oh shit, you know, like the glutes that I'm looking for probably can RDL at least a hundred more pounds, right? Or they could probably glute bridge maybe 200 more pounds than what I can do right now. Um, and again, that feeds into that cycle where like, okay, I'm going to go into a surplus and I'm going to eat more and, or at least on my higher end of maintenance range. And I'm gonna start, you know, um, start to embrace this abundance mindset. And then that can kickstart them into a more, um, you know, long-term plan of like, I'm going to gain muscle, be into a surplus, all that stuff. Um, and then those are ironically, usually the people again that get to, Hey, five, 10 pounds heavier. They don't like that number on the scale, or they have the slightest, uh, uh discomfort. And they're like, all right, insert mini cut, right. Kind of going back to that first topic we talked about, but man, those are the people that I would really encourage you to just stick it out, embrace all the good things that come from you eating more and you training harder. Um, and, and just know that like, hey, if your goal is building more muscle and you kind of cutting down at the end of that and getting to um, a place where, yeah, you really like your physique and and you're um, really proud of yourself for everything you're doing, man, like going into that surplus phase like that, that could be the missing puzzle uh, piece that you're looking for. And the avoidance of you actually gaining five, 10, 15 pounds of weight, man, could be the thing that's keeping you from actually getting you to where you want to be or at the very minimum, appreciating what what life has to offer at that calorie range, right? Like you you eating more, you having less, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, less restriction more often, man, like sometimes people get into this mindset where like, oh, I'm going to surplus and then I'm going to get back down to really lean. And they take this road of like, okay, I'm going to eat more and I'm going to build muscle. And they get to a place where they're like afraid to, to deficit in the future. Uh, and that, that alone can be a very magical place for a lot of people again a place that people uh, don't know exists because they never allow themselves to get there but a path that i encourage you know a lot of people to take if they're in a situation similar to mine where hey maybe you've genetically been blessed and you're always lean and you've always been athletic and uh, you always play sports and you always lift and like some of these things come easy to you and you have a good physique already and you're just trying to like manipulate and get get better within the context of yourself and where your body's at now um, and people getting to the point where they're like gaining weight and they're eating 400 more calories a day at their maintenance compared to what they were doing before and they have better workouts and, you know, that a little higher body fat percentage. But shit, man, like like that's worth the trade-off than you feeling like fatigue every single day or having to be super meticulous with your tracking all the time to maintain that level of leanness, right? If you're somebody that has to pay that, you know, close attention to detail for that. And I just, I don't know, there's something to be said about you intentionally making yourself uncomfortable and experiencing the other side for once. Cause chances are you haven't intentionally done that. And, uh, I, I do encourage people to do that if that's something that they've been interested in and then deep down, they know that that's probably in their best interest. Okay. Um, cool. The last thing that I, I wanted to talk about here is, uh, this, uh, slower version of a calorie deficit, which is something that I am starting to do. As of this week, again, I mentioned earlier, I've concluded my 18-month bulk. And um, for me, I I weighed the options of like, should I go into make a more traditional cut and lose weight and spend 12 to to 14 weeks or whatever it is losing, um, you know, maybe the body fat that I've put on right now. Um, But the other part of me, from a curiosity standpoint, uh, uh, made the decision to only drop calories a little bit, okay? And when I say a little bit, just to give some numbers here, don't compare yourself to me, right? Like, this will be all dependent on you and your situation. But the end calorie range of my bulk was around that 37, 3,800 calories, what I was shooting for, that I was seeing some weight gain continue to happen. Based on some of my calculations, what I've seen me being at my maintenance numbers, uh, my maintenance maybe being around that like 31 to 32, 3,300 calories, depending on what activity I do that week. Like there's some things that can go and do it and can change it week to week. For me in the beginning, again, these are all guesses, right? Like we don't know exactly what we're burning every day, but you bet your ass we can make an educated guess and then adjust um, based on what feedback we get going forward and what the data says. For me... I am now shooting for that 29 to 3000 calories. So technically maybe puts me into a small deficit, um, but not a traditional deficit where I'm going to see like, you know, that, that instant feedback, maybe in week one or two or three, like this is going to be a lot slower process compared to somebody who drops their calories 500 or 600 lower than their maintenance calorie range. So it differs in the sense of like, it's going to happen slower, but like, what are some of the benefits that could come from doing that? Things that I've thought to myself and, and kind of helped me rationalize this decision. One, deep down, uh, I'm in a phase of my life where we have some trips coming up. Um, uh, the, the idea personally of going into a full on deficit and, working through that and being in a place where I'm dieting, like, I I don't know, coming from a place of abundance and spending 18 months or more in a, you know, in a calorie range and in a body and uh, in a food kind of lifestyle uh, where I'm not worrying about that as much. And, Things were good, and I have higher energy. Like me, going from that extreme down to like dieting, and then within you know three to five weeks, I'd maybe feel like shit, or some diet diet fatigue would start to accumulate, or maybe my, my training um, wouldn't feel as good, or I wouldn't recover as well. For me, I am in a position right now where, hey, you know, I I can I can handle you know tracking that food and being intentional with that, and um, for me, eating a little bit more in a smaller deficit, having more flexibility likely less diet fatigue. Um, um, the longer I do this, again, this is all to be decided. Uh, I will confirm it maybe later, you know, this summer when I kind of go through this, this experience. But another reason why I decided to do this a little bit slower is because maybe some of those uh, symptoms won't come on as quick or at all. Um, and I can see some slow weight loss progress. Uh, the, other, the other thing too that I've really um, been prioritizing and wanting to experiment with is if I diet less aggressively, will I retain more muscle mass uh, compared to somebody dying more, or myself dieting more aggressively, where uh, more muscle will likely come off in addition to that into fat, right? Because like, we have these extremes. We have your calorie deficit where you're losing weight, but man, you can't just only lose fat. Like, you're going to lose some lean tissue alongside that. Same thing with the other end of the spectrum. Man, if you're in a surplus, you're gaining muscle, you're also going to gain fat. They just They just go hand in hand together. Um, there's ways to minimize those things in either direction, of course. Um, but man, that's just uh if you expect to gain all muscle and a surplus, man, you're you're misled. Okay. Same with the fat loss phase. If you think you're only losing fat, man, you're very wrong. Okay. But for me, from a curiosity standpoint and also just uh, self-interest, I think that me having enough protein, you know, I I kind of bumped my protein to 170, 180. I was eating closer to 160. Um eating again in a small deficit. Like I, I'm guessing this, is my hypothesis is that over time I will likely retain more muscle than me cutting to five, 600 calorie deficit a day at least. Um, and seeing that weight loss happen a little bit quicker. So I'm curious from that standpoint, if that makes a difference. And, and if my hypothesis is true, but that is also another reason why I'm curious about this and why I've made this commitment to like, Hey, yeah, instead of like getting in and out of this deficit in 12 weeks or 13 or 14 weeks, Fuck, man. Maybe, maybe if it takes me until June, right? Maybe the next four months or four and a half months. Like, like to me, that that is not as daunting um, um, as maybe I thought it once might be. And that's something that I'm curious about, and that I want to put myself through my own little case study science science experiment with. And that is kind of this third variation of like you know ways that you can diet. Right? You could do this smaller. Um, have a little bit more food flexibility, have uh, a little bit more leniency throughout the course of the week, uh, you know, just, just being able to have a little bit uh, more flexibility within a deficit, I think to me is enticing and, and enough for me to make this decision to follow through with that. Again, you know, like if I sit here and tell, and, and somebody's listening to this, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do that. You know, we have to lay out maybe the pros and cons of that. Of course, I've listed a lot of pros from my perspective. You know, some of the cons are some of the reasons why that might not be the best idea for somebody is like, hey, maybe you have a lot of weight to lose. Um, and maybe you being a little bit more aggressive or having a bigger deficit might actually be more beneficial for you in the short term and the long term, instead of you thinking about trying to lose weight a little bit slower, right? Not saying for everybody. We also have to realize that like, again, you know, for me, at least there's maybe going to be a little bit more attention to detail. There's going to be more tracking, um, doing it for a longer period of time, right? Like the idea of you dieting for four or five months for some people could really fuck them up emotionally, right? And, And for me... I'm in a good headspace where it's like, yeah, I, I could spend a quarter or third of the year at least like thinking about eating less calories and being in a good headspace with that. Um, I'm not this yo-yo dieter that's always in or out, you know? So like me taking the standpoint of like, hey, I'm in a good headspace to approach this, man, somebody who's constantly going back and forth and the idea of like them trying to lose weight for five months consecutively, four months consecutively might not be the best option for them either. So like everything, there's always trade-offs to what decisions you make, but that is uh, that is the final decision that I made. I'm curious to see what happens because of it, um, but I, I I wanted to talk about that and why I wanted to, to um, commit to that and go down that path of doing this smaller deficit, and uh, that sparked other areas of my brain where like, oh, I should talk about mini cuts, and I should compare that to being in a normal deficit, right? And how all these things differ, and what context would warrant one or the other, and I, I hope that made sense. I I'm looking at the clock here. This is a longer episode than I thought, but maybe my expectations uh, <laughs> needed to be managed better before going into this episode. But yeah, those are those are really things that I just wanted to to say out loud and kind of word vomit here. Um, if you were sitting here expecting this podcast to outline the different types of uh, restriction. That's a conversation for another day. Um, types of restriction meaning like uh, how can you put yourself in a calorie deficit? Right, if we if we think about the different uh, methods you could do that, there's time restricted uh, feeding meaning like intermittent fasting crew, or you uh, restrict a certain time of the day where you're not eating, and that can help you control calories and put you in a calorie deficit doing uh, a more macro-restricted type of dieting approach where usually you'll see this in the context of like a low-carb or even a ketogenic diet uh, where you're really restricting one particular macronutrient, carbs again being the one that is usually the the macro that gets kicked to the curb when people are losing weight. Um, and then that being the vehicle that puts you into a calorie deficit for you to lose weight over time. And then the last one being this like Hey, tracking, flexible dieting, like managing your calories, understanding that like all foods can fit and that, you know, your calories do matter, eating enough protein, like uh, getting enough fiber for sure should be some caveats, but just like, hey, I have a calorie number that I'm shooting for and I'm going to construct my day of eating um, in a way that can get me to this range, um, ideally in a way that doesn't make you feel like shit, right? Like you eating Oreos and fucking protein powder all day to hit your protein and your calorie target probably isn't the best idea. And you know, you tracking your calories and getting you know a good amount of fiber in and getting your protein in at every meal and and having maybe those things spaced out like that will likely make you feel better throughout this whole dieting experience. But yeah, that third form of restriction is just like tracking your food, um, controlling your calories specifically, and usually that comes in the form of tracking. That's personally what I have chosen to do, what I've always done. That's what I help coach people to do. That's what I'm using to do my small deficit that I'm doing here, tracking my calories, being more intentional with that. Um, yeah, just giving me the best chance I have possible to to know what control I have over these things. And for me, I've found that that's worked and i I. I I'm biased, but I think that can work for a lot of people when done in the right headspace and when have, you know, they have the best fundamentals and have these nutrition principles that they lean on. And, uh, you know, just like my last episode talked about kind of this dieting from the inside out, like addressing your mental health and, um, you know, your psychology and doing the inner work alongside dieting, man, like there's, there's a lot of inputs that go into this, but when it comes to like the tactile structured, like what questions, like what time frame, what calories, what protein, uh, what should I be doing from a fat loss standpoint? Like this was kind of the, the the flow of today's episode is like, why would you do these things? What context would you do them in? And what can you expect maybe from the different types of uh, uh, ways that you could go about restricting and trying to lose fat within these different situations that you find yourself in? So. I hope it made sense. I, uh, I'm i excited to give you some updates along the way, but I uh, I didn't want to use this uh, episode as just a, a way for me to just talk about myself and my experience the whole time. So I figured I'd add a, a handful of other things to tie everything in together. So I uh, appreciate you listening as always. I'm going to end the podcast on that note. And um, yeah, until next time, remember to eat with purpose, train with intention and think with confidence as you work towards your own nutrition and fitness goals. Hope you have a good one today. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this episode. If you found value and enjoyed it, it would mean the world to me if you posted a screenshot to your social media. If you do, make sure you tag me so I can say thanks. Or if you're on iTunes, scrolling down and leaving a five-star review would be much appreciated. And if you ever want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on Instagram at LukeSmithRD. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see you on the next episode.